0: Radio Days Africa podcast is brought to you by the VITS Radio Academy. Hi, everyone. It's the second session of Radio Days 2020. And uh, it's it's in its 11th year, which is fantastic. And I've seen Radio Days grow exponentially. And obviously, this year with our global pandemic, we're all online instead of gathering on VITS West Campus like we used to do. Um, It's been absolutely great being part of this for. For so long and, and, and seeing it grow. So on behalf of the WITS Radio Academy, uh, in under the auspices of the WITS Department of Journalism at WITS University, welcome to the new normal. I'm not so sure if it's the new normal. Uh, I just read an article on um, the World Economic COVID site, the World Economic Forum COVID site, an article called There's Nothing New About the New Normal and Here's Why. And some of the points are the new normal must not be the lens through which we examine our changed world. Also, normal has not worked for the majority of the world's population, so why would it start working now? And another salient point that uh, uh, gives out is we should use our discomfort to forge a new paradigm instead. Um, when I got the uh, subject matter around this called I Know COVID, the first thing that came to mind was uh, NEO, in uh, the matrix when he gets offered the blue or the red pull and he takes the red pull and he goes down the rabbit hole and we all know what happened then and <clears throat> and the i know corona thing or i know kung fu thing it's like when the usb in the back of his head and they download kung fu into his head and when he comes to he goes i know i know kung fu and where i stand as a as a broadcaster and been in the, in the media industry uh, the amount of information and data around this pandemic is just absolutely overwhelming. And sometimes, you know, when the lights go out at night and you in bed thinking about this, it is actually a very scary thing. But today, hopefully, in our positions of influence that we have in the radio industry, um, we'll be able to make sense, uh, a bit more sense out of how we as broadcasters can actually uh, assist our audiences in making sense about it as well. I'd like to thank all our sponsors, the Conrad Abner Institute, as well as RCS Africa, Iona FM, the NAB, the Abundant Media Group, and
1: Crossfade. But I think we'll just get straight into it. We have uh, two guests today.
0: Um, in the I Know Corona session. It's Ken Benson, the founder and partner in the P1 Media Group. Ken's got up really early to join us this morning. It's about five o'clock on the East Coast of America. And Kevin Bellwood, uh, who's the head of broadcast at Energy Radio Network in Nairobi, Kenya. Good morning, good afternoon, welcome.
1: Ken, I think your mic's muted. If you can unmute your mics, yes. There you go. There you go. Still, Welcome, Ken. Sorry, it's five AM. <laughs> but thanks for having me. It's really good to be here today.
0: Uh, let's get a bit, a bit about yourself, Ken. Your background, how you how you got into the radio business. I know you've done a lot of TV work as well, and it seems like you you put teams together that produce content over long periods of time, and you've also got a strong a strong research background and after you tell us a bit about yourself how are you handling the coronavirus, your business, in your personal life, your family, how, how are things going?
1: Okay. Um, well first off started in the radio business uh, back when I was in high school so I've been doing it for a really long time and it's always been my first love um, and been very lucky to uh, spend my entire career in radio and music which has been just absolutely amazing. Um, I started as a presenter and moved into the role of program director at numerous CHRs across America. From there, I spent some time at MTV in New York as the head of music programming. And then I went back to radio and did a couple corporate roles overseeing hundreds of stations around America, uh, which I think prepared me well to move into my current role that I've been doing now for around 18 years uh, as the co-founder of P1 Media Group. We provide strategic and music research and consulting to radio stations all around the world, um, including cities like London and Los Angeles, Toronto, Sydney, Dubai, Singapore. um, And unfortunately Africa is still a big gaping hole on our map, but maybe one day we'll fill that. (laughs) So as far as how we're handling it in the United States, obviously it's a very big country. Um, Where I live, um, it's not very bad. Uh, certainly, there's a lot in the news at the moment about places like Texas and Florida where it seems to have a growing. Uh, but for me personally, um, and doing my own risk assessment, uh, I'm a lot less afraid of this thing compared to how I was back in March. Uh, and while I, my family has been safe throughout all of this, um, a disc jockey we did work with in Sweden did lose his life at age 51 a couple of months ago to COVID. So that's the closest it's been to me.
0: And Kevin, um, as Head of Programs for the Energy Radio Group, a bit of your background. I mean, uh, you, you've also worked in the NGO sector, in social justice, et cetera, and now in, in the commercial area. A bit about your background and how you're dealing with the coronavirus.
2: <laughs> Okay, well, um, thank you, Neil, Um, and and good to see you again, Ken. Um, I've been in the radio industry for 40 years. I know that you're looking at me, you'd never believe it, but it is indeed 40 (laughs) years. Um, I I began life as a journalist on a a local newspaper in in the northwest of England, Um, and I was only supposed to be there for two weeks. Uh, After I left school, I ended up there for about 18 months or so. Um, So so my my background is is predominantly in in journalism at the very beginning of my career, Uh, and and I'd I'd always had an interest in radio, and my first ever professional radio show was in the Isle of Man, which is a small island off the UK, um, uh, called Manx Radio, and I was 18. When I did my very first radio show as a presenter. Um, I then moved to the Voice of Peace in Israel. Um, for those of you who don't know what the Voice of Peace was, um, it was a radio ship and that radio ship broadcast um, it broadcast music and, uh, and information uh, across the Middle East, predominantly to Israel but also to the Lebanon and also to, to other parts of the Middle East. Uh, and I, was, I, I lived on that ship Uh, for uh, about 12 to 18 months or so. Um, My first uh, job in management was a a radio station in in North Wales in the UK at a radio station called Marcher Sound which gave me a great grounding Um, and and, and certainly it was was a really good radio station Um, and, and certainly one a a great station to cut your teeth on in in terms of management. I then moved to Signal Radio in the Midlands in the UK, working under my boss, uh, John Evington, who I believe is on the call. Um, And that's in the Midlands. And I I eventually became regional PD there, looking after a number of radio stations. I then moved to the Guardian Media Group, which I know Ken has has worked for, um, has done some uh, research for. Um, I worked under John Myers, the great John Myers and the great John Simons uh, in the northeast of England uh, at Real Radio. And I was also launched director of Smooth Radio there. Um, I then became editor in chief. I moved to, uh, to South Sudan after... After I was made redundant from uh, from Gmg because they were selling the company, um, I then became editor in chief um, of a UN radio station in Juba in South Sudan, and I stayed there for two years. Um, and I thoroughly enjoyed Juba, um, and I thoroughly enjoyed the, the life in South Sudan. It was incredibly tough, uh, and taught me a lot about uh, about journalism, and taught me a lot about uh, about people and trying to um, uh, trying to uh, uh, collate stories. In, in virtually a, um, a war-torn country. I then left radio for a couple of years. Um, I set up a retail business in the UK. Um, and then I came uh, in August here. Um, and, and I've been at Energy since since August last year, and I've, I'm 5,000 miles away from home. Um, and you asked me how, how coronavirus is, is affecting me. Obviously, if I wanted to go home, I couldn't go home at the minute because there are no flights out or in uh, to the international airport. And that's been the case since since March. Um, I believe they're going to open up the international air, air flights from about the 1st of August I think. So um, h- hopefully, hopefully if I do want to go home I can go home but I- I've got no intentions of going home just yet anyway. Um, w- whilst I was in South Sudan I also uh, started helping out uh, uh, at um, an NGO there um, called Confident Children Out of Conflict which was a, a charity um, and it was, a, it, was a, it was an orphanage when I came back to the UK, I set up my own charity to help out uh, the charity in, in, uh, in the UK. And now we, we educate 800 school children in South Sudan. And also we've got 40 school children in, um, in Kampala, where um, th- th- those are the most vulnerable uh, of the children that we've moved out to Kampala. Uh, and also the education system is also better there as well. So that's uh, uh, in, in a box my, my career and, wh- and what I do.
0: And, and how are you handling the corona situation where you are and your family well, back in the UK? I
2: mean, but, but obviously, my, my, my friends, my family, uh, my mum and dad are, are still in the UK. Um, obviously, you know, the, the technology has made things a whole host different hasn 't it you know able to to um to whatsapp people a, a moment 's notice um you 're able to uh, to skype people if you need be um in the u k so you can contact people in the u k uh, easily um certainly no in, in my family at home certainly no cases there and um and here we've been remarkably lucky at the radio station uh, we all have to uh, in the country all wear these masks, not the same color obviously um We all all wear masks. You can't go out into um, into the country anywhere uh, without a mask or the police arrest you and charge you, um, fine you. Um, But I have to say coronavirus here in, in, in Kenya, it hasn't although it's changed people's lives people are more frightened of going hungry here than they are of coronavirus and and it's quite uh you know i I meet many people on the way to work in the morning and 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 i chat to them about how the how they're being affected and 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 more or less that's what comes through we're more more frightened of going hungry because there's no work um that that there's there's nothing around Uh, we can't work and we can't earn any money we've got a curfew which up until a week or so ago um, uh, w- w- was seven o'clock in the evening. It's now nine o'clock. Um, mm-hmm. People couldn't go about their business. They weren't able to go about their business. So pull so it, it, a lot here.
0: We could chat about that like, later, but thanks for that update. Just, okay. Guys, just some house rules uh, quickly. Uh, if, you're on, if you're on Zoom, you can uh, post your, your comments and your questions in the chat section. Um, if you want to interact on, on Twitter, it's at Radio Days Africa. If you want to check out the website, it's at radio uh, radiodaysafrica.co.za. And there's also a Facebook page, Radio Days Africa, so you can communicate with us through, through through various means. Just to get into it, this session is about the Corona Radio Ideas Facebook page, which Ken set up right at the beginning. I remember coming across my timeline when there were just, like, not even 100 people who had liked the page. So Ken, if you'd like to just uh, put up your slides and and give us some idea about when you got the idea to start this, the response you've had, the engagement, the ideas and the examples of ideas that have have come through after you've set up the page, over to you.
1: Great, well, thanks for that. Um, Obviously uh, back in March, uh, at least in the part of the world I'm in, uh, we really saw this Corona thing just taking over the media and as a somebody that's been a lifelong lover of radio uh, we felt the responsibility to somehow help our industry navigate this terrible crisis that was coming like a tidal wave and we weren't really sure what to do but uh, giving it some thought uh, on one weekend uh, I said well you know we could do a research study but that almost felt self-serving and the information is going to be different in every place. And that didn't really work. But in our position, working with so many radio stations around the world, it it occurred to us, and, and just by some of the early ideas we were seeing from some of the stations we follow, that radio being as resilient and innovative as it is, early in the coronavirus, was already generating some really good ideas. And we felt, well, maybe the best thing we can do is just somehow share these ideas with more radio stations. I think radio has been great at sharing and exchanging ideas for, for decades since it's beginning. And again, it really came down to that point. Hey, we're in this place. We're fortunate enough to be fed lots of ideas. And and how could we encourage people to share and exchange more ideas? And we had no idea if this thing was going to work, but we tried it. And um, Neil, thanks for being one of the early guys on this, but um, it, it, Quickly exploded, and within a couple of weeks, there was a couple thousand people in the group. And today, it's nearly twenty six hundred people from over eighty countries around the world sharing and exchanging ideas. Uh, the ideas vary from programming to marketing, promotion to sales to even a few engineering tips. Um, in some cases, it might be questions where people need some help or are looking for some ideas with a few things, but it really exploded beyond our wildest expectations and we're just very happy and delighted it's been such a well-received resource for radio as we deal with these unprecedented times.
0: Johnny, start going through your slides.
1: Sure, okay. so first off, I mean you guys know a lot more about your continent than I but uh, and like many places in the world at the moment, uh, these were this was the data from a couple of days ago in Africa and sadly uh, the cases and the death rate uh, continues to grow, uh, certainly uh, more so in the South than other regions of Africa, but we're not through this yet, unfortunately, and it, it's going to take some more time. How long? Of course, nobody knows. Uh, so when Radio Days Africa reached out today, they, they thought we could share uh, some of the highlights uh, from the Facebook group page. So that's what we plan to do. Um, If you haven't joined yet, on the bottom of this slide, if you look at that Facebook group address or just go to your Facebook page and and look for the Coronavirus Radio Ideas Facebook group. And I do encourage you to join um, and and scroll through that if you're looking for a specific idea. um, They're there. Uh, There's over 200 on the Facebook group page at this point. And Kevin, which we'll hear from in a little bit, his radio station, Kenya, has been extremely active and has done some great things, which we'll showcase today. Uh, But there's ideas really from all over the world, and we hope you borrow those, steal those, adapt those, and, and use them to make your radio station better and to provide either the information or perhaps the laugh or smile your listeners are looking for and need from you as their companion to get them through this pandemic. So um, no particular order in what ideas we're sharing, but uh, the first one up is what we call Corona song parodies, and I'm going to play just a, a quick montage to give you a sense of of some of the songs that have been shared so far on the group. And please do the smart thing. You gotta wash your hands. Now go and wash your hands. You got a free T V. Yeah, you. So I hope everybody heard that okay. But uh, just a couple ideas of just some of the musical parody stations have created. And again, have been willing to share. And in some cases, those are things you can go download yourself. Perhaps uh, that's inspiration to do a song that's uh, perhaps a big hit in your market at the moment. But uh, many of the fun ideas that are available on the Facebook group page. Now, radio goes virtual, just like this conference has. uh, We live in this virtual world. Hopefully, um, it's temporary (laughs) because I know people are are really uh, wanting to go out and be with people and participate in a lot of things we did just a few months ago. But uh, that's on pause at the moment. And, And here's just a few ideas. Besides the virtual dances and the virtual proms, there's been virtual weddings uh, in the lower left corner of the screen. That's uh, Jack FM in Oxfordshire, England. Uh, they did a virtual wedding. Um, Europa FM in Spain on the top left corner of the box and many stations around the world are bringing concerts to people virtually. Uh, these guys were interviewing different artists from around the world every day virtually. Um, on the upper right corner from Jacaranda in South Africa, you could see the big benefit concert they recently did. There's been a number of those, not only in Africa, but around the world. The one thing is, is people are still craving experiences. They're craving distractions and radio has really responded and and doing lots of fun, virtual things today. So social media, um, always looking for things to feed and and fill our pages. on the left side, there's a really great piece from uh, Red FM in India. Um, and you can just take a look at some of these. The, uh, the second one, listen and win these tickets on my radio show, it's just kind of a parody. Stay home and do nothing is what the ticket says and it's free. Caller nine wins. Uh, the next one from Newton comes from Radio Mango in the South of India. And the one far on the right saying, the p- parents are gonna find the vaccine long before the scientist is from a station in California but just a few of the ideas that you'll find on the page. Again, these are in some cases, things you can just steal and adapt and throw your logo over. In other cases, they maybe provide inspiration for a campaign you might create on your own. So of course there's sales promotions too. Um, and, And no question, I mean, sales have been decimated in so many stations in so many countries around the world. And and getting out of this is not easy. And, of course, we've all felt a lot of pain with uh, layoffs and furloughs and and now in this difficult time trying to get things done with fewer and fewer people. So the group has responded as well. And, you know, what sales ideas are out there to generate whatever revenue we can while helping our loyal customer base navigate this crisis as well. Uh, On the top left, KFM in Cape Town talks about uh, some voucher plans they did to help local restaurants. Um, In the middle there, jumping back again to Oxford, Jack FM in the UK, uh, put together a $100,000 advertising fund where stations, or not stations, but companies could apply. And then they randomly gave out chunks of that money to help advertisers. And another unique idea on the far right side, maybe some people uh, recognize that guy. He's the owner of the Dallas Mavericks and a multi-billionaire. Uh, Mark Cuban, who lives in Dallas, Texas, in the iHeartRadio group in Dallas, Texas, did an hour-long live town hall at 10 in the morning on all their stations, including music stations, where Mark was interviewed by a couple hosts and took questions from the community on his thoughts about COVID-19 and what that means for the business community. So just to give you, again, some sense of the wide uh, types of ideas you can find on this page covering all aspects of radio. So some of the billboard and outdoor campaigns, uh, the social distancing one is from a station in Edmonton, Canada. And it's, in fact, that's one of the first things we saw that inspired us and gave us the idea uh, that maybe there's some good ideas we can share with other radio stations to help them get through this. Um, and I thought that was really good. Basically what they did is they separated the K from the 97 to show social distancing between the station's name. Uh, The one below that is from the LBC, which is a very successful speech station in the UK. Um, You can see uh, it's a much more serious tone to their message. Heart FM on the upper right is a national music channel, again in the UK, and just talks about together. And the one on the bottom right is just an example from a station in the US, Rock 107, which is a classic rock station. And... The series feature different song titles. This one features a song from the 80s by the police that says, don't stand so close to me. And if you look carefully, there's basically a body on the bottom left side and the body on the bottom right that says six feet or, or two meters apart. Um, but again, these are ideas that uh, you can take, uh, borrow, steal um, or adjust or adapt to your own needs. So I think where radio really shines, especially in times of crisis is community service and just so much fun. And and some of my best, um, memories in radio is when we really do good things and rally the community. And now more than ever, and even as Kevin mentioned, uh, particularly in Kenya, where people aren't so much worried about maybe contracting the virus as they are where their next meal is coming from. Is this, uh, an opportunity I believe it is for radio to help in some shape or form. I mean, there's nothing more powerful than delivering a basic need to so many that are in need at this moment because they've lost their work. Um, So there's many ideas from community service. The one on the left with the gentleman in the dress comes from Ireland. A group of stations got together and did a formal Friday and encouraged people to wear their best Sunday dress or tuxedos or like they're going out to perhaps a wedding um and that day they raised uh nearly 160,000 euros to help uh, people in need in Ireland on the lower right is a group of stations in Sweden that did a campaign called listener help and still doing it to this day were basically kind of like a ride share service um the radio station was the conduit to connect listeners willing to help and people that were in need could post on a special site what their need may be um, Perhaps they needed medicine delivered. They might be elderly or they needed food or uh, this picture was uh, nursing homes where people have been shut in and guests have been shut out with the radio station delivering uh, basically coffee and pastries and treats. And and basically just to see a familiar face or or an unfamiliar face, a happy face, uh, you know, when you've been shut in for so long, uh, people just crave that human attention and interaction. So there's some really uh, wonderful ideas from a community service standpoint on the Facebook group page. We shared a few moments ago, um, social media, just some of the memes that have been posted, but there's some really amazing videos as well. And just the three I happen to share today come from different radio stations in Australia. Uh, The first one is a video of a math lesson for teaching children at home. And, uh, basically he's pouring wine into a glass and teaching the children fractions by pouring a quarter of the glass. (laughs) That's a quarter, a little bit more, half, three quarters full. And then he drinks it all. (laughs) And then he does it again. (laughs) It's brilliant. Um, really funny. The middle one uh, is a morning show in Adelaide, Australia. And these guys did the wheel of haircuts and whatever the wheel landed on, that's the haircut they got live on the studio. Uh, This guy's haircut wound up resembling uh, George Costanza from the Seinfeld uh, TV show. There was also, you could get Kim Jong-un, the guy from the Netflix show. I can't remember the name now, the tiger thing. But um, some really topical things, and it's great. And it's a 60-second video highlighting the haircuts on the air, and it's fantastic. Um, And the one on the right, social distancing, as we all try and stay a couple meters apart from one another, Uh, One of the members uh, of this breakfast show, as you can see, it looks like it's maybe hula hoops put together, and he's walking the streets in the morning, trying not to bump into people even boarded a city bus, which was a little difficult getting through the door. But again, there's just uh, some really fantastic ideas for social media media videos. And In my opinion, while delivering the information and, and the newsworthy items is important, but in some cases, too, particularly if you're a music station, I think At this point, there's kind of overload of negativity and bad news, and while we do need to provide that, I think in many cases, um, giving people that laugh or that smile um, really helps people get through this terrible pandemic. So we've heard all kinds of uh, great stories around the world of radio stations saluting the healthcare workers. Uh, These people are the everyday heroes going to work and putting their own lives at risk to help those that are sick. Um, and I think radio stepped up here in a tremendous way. On the top left, uh, some stations of part of uh, the chorus group in Canada did 12 hour broadcasts where the breakfast show would essentially stay on all day and take phone calls, deliver food to hospitals and healthcare workers and basically do a special broadcast and play requests for healthcare workers. Uh, many stations around the world have been doing nightly applause uh, when the shift changes, healthcare workers get off, just basically saluting and clapping and screaming for these people putting their own lives on the line to help others. Uh, the picture on the bottom right, probably a little hard to make out, and there's a video with this, but didn't want to challenge the Internet with everybody online. But what's really amazing here this night in Atlanta, Power 96 was doing nightly salutes, but on one night they had a bunch of airplanes fly over the city of Atlanta to make a giant heart, and and that's what that dark uh, line is in in the skyline there. And then um, on the bottom left corner, building's a little hard to see, but that's the top of the Empire State Building. And for several weeks, every night, Z100 New York did a special soundtrack at 9 p.m., featuring songs to salute the healthcare workers. And there was a live light show, the lights would change colors on the Empire State Building. So you can see the ideas don't necessarily always need to be on that scale, but certainly the idea of saluting healthcare workers in some shape or form um, has gone over extremely well. And in some cases too, stations have even helped provide uh, babysitting services for children because you know these people are in a tough position. They're going to work They need to go to work, but then they have the same challenges a lot of other people have. It's like, well, do I leave my family? Who's gonna take care of my kids? Um, You know, there's lots of issues uh, where radio can really step up. So I think this and the last two are really related. Saluting the healthcare workers, helping the local community in this time of need um, is a place where we can really shine. So that's a, a quick overview of some of the ideas you'll find on our Facebook group page. And now I wanted to throw it over to Kevin Bellwood and share some of the amazing work they've been doing in Kenya. Kevin, you have to un-
0: unmute your microphone.
2: Ah, there we go, there we go. Now you,
0: you've been quite active, you've been very active on this page and um, it's, it's quite phenomenal, um, the ideas that you've come up with. So can you talk, talk to the slide? Of course it can,
2: yeah. Um, well, we, we, we started way back in in, in March, um, and, and it came about from a number of our uh, management team um, talking to people, and, and me included, uh, to, to various people. Um, and I got called literally just down the road here. Uh, somebody asked me for some money for some food, um, and it very rarely happens to me in Kenya. Um, in fact, that Probably that was the first time it had ever happened. Um, and then another person asked me, uh, uh, maybe a day later, then a day later, somebody else asked me. And I thought, you know what, there are people starving now. There are people understandably starving. They haven't got jobs. Um, they were really struggling. So we, we had a management meeting and, and, and a, lot of people, a lot of the management team were also relayed um, those, the, 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 those concerns as well about people starving. So we thought, what can we do? Well, um, we, we actually went out and bought a whole host of food, um, predominantly maize flour for them to make uh, ugali, uh, which is uh, a, a traditional dish um, here in East Africa. Um, uh, soap, we bought lots of soap, we bought lots of beans, um, all, all dried, and and, and we, we packed them in the car and we took them out. Um, first of all we took them out to a, an elderly person's home we, we pinpointed an elderly person's home i think you'll see where the where our our vehicle is there on the right hand side um that's us turning up at the elderly person's home uh, and, and and delivering food and the lady the, the lady who was in charge said you know nobody has come here absolutely nobody has come here um nobody's given us food nobody's given us provisions and, and literally, still, I believe they've still got all the soap and I'm, well, not all the soap. They've got a, lot, a whole host of food left as well. Um, and then we went to a few more um, a few more elderly people's homes and also orphanages as well. And, and we called it Energy Cares. And, and we're still doing it. We're still doing Energy Cares. We're going out and we're, we've also partnered with a supermarket now. Um, and, and we're continuing that particular process. As I say, as I said earlier, you know, people are starving people are starving. Probably now that the the country's starting to open up, it will get a whole lot better. Um, But certainly the the, the two months, the two or three months that it's been closed, um, it's been a real real struggle for people. A real, real struggle. And of course, people have not had any work. Predominantly in this, certainly in this town, um, in Nairobi, uh, there's a lot of people involved with hotels. And of course, there's been nobody in the hotels. So they've laid all the staff off in the hotels. So nobody's got jobs. So you... You could see it and you could see it getting worse and worse and worse, so as I say energy cares um, where we delivered soap and and, and food to uh, to various places and, and, and oddly enough as well we, we we decided on a couple of occasions just to do it in the street just to give people soap and they were so desperate they were so desperate that they didn't have soap to wash their clothes um so you know it it's it, it was it was quite a um quite a major challenge to to actually pull that off and of course um we have One Africa. The, I think in the middle uh, there, there's a there's a poster of One Africa, and um, we'd seen one or two v- uh, virtual concerts uh, around, and we thought, well, well, we'll try and do this a little bit better. In Kenya, there's a huge amount of people uh, who are in the music industry, and they rely on um, on doing gigs. Well, of course. As you get, as you'd expect, there's no, there hasn't been any gigs for the past two and a half months or so. So um, we we wanted to support them. So we uh, we developed We Are One Africa, and we got involved with Amref, um, and it was three virtual concerts over over three weekends. Every Saturday, um, we we did the virtual concert. We we pulled together a whole host host of artists uh, from Kenya and also on uh, East Africa, um, and we went on air also on youtube facebook and on instagram and 10 million people by the end of it actually watched it oh, amazing amazing um so you know we are one africa i think it, it, it's and also we were supporting uh, local artists as well a lot, of our, a lot of our local artists calligraph jones and um and willie paul all, were also on those con- concerts as well so we, we thought we were uh, supporting them as well so Um, so so that's that one I'm just trying to oh yeah the free ads one well the free ads one uh, came about uh, that we 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 were literally we had so much inventory um, we thought how can we how can we fill our inventory so we thought okay why don't we why don't we provide people with free ads a lot of uh, small medium enterprises in this country were struggling they were open but not a lot of customers. Um, a lot of delivery places um, were struggling. So we said, okay, what we can do is we'll give them a month's advertising free and then possibly sign them up for another month for maybe once coronavirus is actually finished. Um, and it went incredibly well. Our inventory was, was just unbelievable. We, could, we couldn't cope in the end. Um, and, and, and now that we're opening up a little bit, our, our sales team are actually gonna start contacting those guys now, uh, the guys who had the free ads, Uh, and and to see if we can see if we can encourage them back on air there was no there was no hard and fast contract with these people but we're hoping a little bit of goodwill one side hopefully it comes with a a little bit of goodwill uh, on the other side so that was the free ads campaign and as I say it went really really well and and what it did do is it got us a whole load of um, contacts as well because these people obviously uh, had contacted us and uh, obviously we can go back to them and talk to them again
0: Okay, Kev, in ter- in, you're running a radio group with multiple platforms on air, online. How yeah. strategically and operationally are your producers and presenters developing content? You know, Have you changed your tack on music, on the lineup? How are you approaching PSAs? What What are your talk shows doing? What are news and sport doing? And obviously, you're, you've told us about your, your your web initiatives, but your social media initiatives. Like, what's the brief? To the people that are taking things to air and taking things to online
2: well uh, uh, energy radio is predominantly an 18 to 24 year old um uh, demo so the majority of the uh, majority of the people are, are are either students or um at the early part of their early part of their career so it's a very very young youthful audience for energy radio all our producers and all our content people they all work hand in hand, so they all know what they 're doing they all know what uh, what they have to do in terms of uh, in terms of if we 're doing something on the breakfast show. our content producers are in that studio when they 're actually doing it, um, so they understand what the, uh, what they actually have to do um, th- th- they're all they 're all um, coming up with ideas they all come up with ideas for the program they also also come up with the ideas for uh for our social media predominantly our social media is done on instagram uh, facebook we do use facebook we don't use facebook as much obviously because it's a young demo um one of the bizarre things we actually did during this particular crisis is launched another radio station Um, we have three on-air FM radio stations we've got energy radio which is for uh, an 18 to 24 demo and we had a frequency which we were we were putting out music for um, as a radio station but it didn't have any presenters on it So we thought during this particular pandemic, at the very early stages, we thought it's an ideal time where everybody wants to get information out and everybody wants to find information. We thought, well, actually, if there's people listening to this radio station, we'll put presenters on it. So we'd already highlighted two radio presenters that were going to be doing the show. So we asked them to come in um, and uh, and they started the show fairly early. Uh, They weren't, weren't supposed to start until June. Uh, but we got them on uh, at the beginning of March. Um, And and that that went down really, really well with our audience. We also have another radio station which is currently in development, which we're looking at. We've got music on it, but we're looking at podcasts um, for that particular radio station. So, you know, the the work is still happening at our radio station, despite um, a lot of people working from home. uh, we're, We're still able to operate these three radio stations. We also have platforms as well, online as well. You asked me okay. a number of questions there, uh, that
0: then Neil. Just ask me another couple. Well, okay let's just take to take a pause to just remind people they can send us voice notes, and I just want to ask Ken a quick question, and then, then after that, hopefully, we can take some 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 voice notes. Ken, uh, I know that American Radio is highly networked, um, although highly localized. What, in terms of state like, companies like Clear Channel? Or uh, iHeart as they're called now, how are they trying to localize these messages? Because as you say, the infection rates in, in states are very different.
1: That is true. I mean, yeah, based, based on where you are, it can be, look completely different. Uh, you know, to be honest, I, I don't know exactly what the iHeart stations are, are doing. Um, they've got, you know, huge, uh, number of stations in most of the markets they serve, you know, in some cases, six, seven, eight radio stations, a combination of those are typically maybe on the speech side, uh, the rest on music. Uh, I'd say in general, my take is in the U S is that most music stations at one point were probably doing a minimum of one, if not two COVID updates an hour. And it seems like from my own listening that that has gone away to almost nil, on most music and entertainment based radio stations. Now, I think they reserve the right to uh, amp those back up again if and when necessary. And perhaps in, in markets like Dallas, Texas, uh, perhaps that's occurred. It, it sounds like it would be a wise and prudent thing to do as restrictions have uh, you know, increased again there. Uh, so that would be my response today. Okay. Um, tech guys, have you
0: got any voice notes that you'd like to play out? Okay, let's let's keep on going. Kevin, um, you work with uh, an entrepreneur who owns your particular radio group, a guy called Kevin Mulai. And Sorry. in our discussion in our discussions yesterday, you were talking about disruption, and that your group of radio stations is based on disruption. Now, COVID nineteen is the biggest new disruption. I don't care if you're talking about Uber, WeWork, Spotify, uh, smart speakers, and all the technology that we use. Um, But what is the energy group's kind of uh, modus operandi around disruption?
2: Well, Kevin Millet, he he comes from a background of entertainment. He comes back. He comes through a background of uh, selling stage equipment, selling um, and hiring stage equipment, Um, and he's the biggest. He's the biggest stage. Uh, equipment company in Kenya. Um, so when uh, uh, President Obama came to Kenya, he provided the sound, the lighting, the staging. Um, I, so so he's, he's that big. He's that big in this in this particular uh, in this particular country. However, um, w- when he when he developed uh, energy, he wanted to disrupt the whole of uh, the whole of the radio industry. He's always wanted to own a radio station. Um, so he bought a he bought a transmitter. Um, set it up two years ago. Well, maybe two and a half years ago, because the, the radio station is just over two years old. And um, he 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 disrupted the market. He truly disrupted the market. And, and now we're currently three million uh, three million across across the country. He then bought another four uh, four transmitters, and we're now a national radio station. Now he he liked to disrupt. OK, and in fact, halfway through this particular coronavirus, he, he decided he decided that he wanted to change everything, called it called it mayhem. And we put everybody on different shows. And, and it was it was quite remarkable. And, uh, and, and, and you know, the, the, the other radio stations, the other radio groups just look at us uh, with with total. Wow. What are they doing at that radio station? They think we're crazy. But you know what? We get the numbers. We get the numbers. And, and, and Kevin's belief is that if you get the youth eventually you'll get them when they grow a little bit older to be able to listen to choice radio, which is, which is for a plus 30 audience. Um, I mean, we, 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 we've done all sorts of things. We, we, and and we are always first to do these things. Um, we're doing a virtual talent contest on air at the minute. Um, where we're running our digital platforms uh, with an on-air support. So so basically people are sending videos in and we're eventually going to have a, a competition on air. At the moment, we're just going through the process of where they're sending the videos in. Uh, and we've had thousands. We've had thousands of videos of people one minute one-minute entertainment videos, um, and it's going to it's going to make for a, for a very entertaining number of programs. We've also done the fan favour awards as well. Uh, the fan favour awards are a, a be- basically a virtual award ceremony, um, and, and we're just going through again the process of 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 asking our audience, asking our listeners. Um, who their favorite is, whether it's a favorite artist, whether it's a favorite blog, a favorite blogger, whether it's a favorite uh, music, uh, music, uh, a, a blogger or what, 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 whatever it is. Um, that's, so, so we've got a number of a number of categories I think there's about 32 categories uh, and, and people have been voting all the time for these particular categories. Um, and that's going to make a very, very, uh, very good uh, Kenyan award ceremony. So there's, there's just two ideas of what, of what we're actually doing in terms of disrupting. Um, and we've been trying to keep ahead of the game um, and we've been trying to remain relevant. You know, we know people are sat at home. We know people have not been going to work. OK, if they are indeed at work, maybe they're just sat at home listening to the radio. So, So, so our belief is always to try and disrupt things. And you're absolutely right. Uh, Neil, that, um, that that COVID has been a massive disruption to us. It's been a disruption to our sales department. It's been a disruption to our staffing. But you know what? We've got through it, or we're getting through it. Um, it, it but it, it has been a massive change to us. There's two
0: questions here from Martin Lars from Mut- uh, Music Exchange in Cape Town. He says, what is your opinion on local content, music, and the percentage you should be playing to your audiences. I mean, we know we over-regulated, but local content in terms of playing local music is is pretty important. What's it like in Kenya?
2: Well, o- oddly enough, um, we again we were we, we were first with this. Um, we have we 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 started um, every Friday because I mentioned earlier about um, in Kenya there's a huge amount of people uh, who are involved in the music industry. So they 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 produce their music, they produce their videos, and they go out and make the money on gigs. So obviously they're not making any money on gigs. So what we did is on every, uh, every Friday now, all we do is play Kenyan music all day. Kenny music for twenty four hours we, we launched that by, look, by, by doing it as a full week of music um, in I think it was about May time um, and it, it was it proved really successful. The amount of WhatsApp messages just rocketed absolutely rocketed and also on a Friday, uh, our WhatsApp messages just literally uh, blow the whole machine up so, so actually we were, <laughs> we were we were more or less first first with that with our fanfave uh, fan Friday just playing non-stop Kenny music, and, and, and you know, the, the, um, the, the, the positive response that we get from the artists uh, is amazing as well. You know, they're always happy to come in, they're always happy to to support us because we're supporting them. A quick
0: uh, question for Ken Benson uh, from Claire Mawisa, who's one of the uh, people involved in Radio Days Africa, as one of the mediators here. Uh, she asked, the appetite listeners have for coronavirus content is high. But people also listen to the radio to escape from it all. How do you balance providing escapism with COVID-19 updates and information? That's a great question.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Again, I think first and foremost, it depends on the type of radio station you are. If you're one that people seek out for news and information, they're actually requesting that when they tune in your radio station and and want the latest bulletins and news and information. Uh, If you are a music and entertainment-based station, uh, again, it depends where you are at this moment in your country with the virus. Um, In in many uh, markets now, whether it's the U.S. or Europe or Canada, um, we're in the reopening phase to some extent, and the nonstop negative news and frequent news updates on music and entertainment stations has shifted, uh, as I said a few minutes ago, from sometimes multiple times an hour to, to maybe not even once an hour anymore. Um, And again, I I think there's been so much bad news now for so many months. I I talked to some friends of mine, they tell me they don't even watch the news anymore because it's so depressing and negative. Uh, So I I think when people are seeking out your music station, uh, generally, first and foremost, they're coming for the music or perhaps a really big presenter or show, but they're also looking for the escape. They're looking for some of the fun ideas we shared earlier in the presentation. Uh, They're looking for that laugh or that smile to be reassured. You know, this is going to be okay at some point, but in the meantime, we're all in this together and we're going to get through it. And we're that, I mean, I think radio has always been that trusted and reliable friend that's always there for you. And and we, you know, I think great presenters and great shows just know, uh, have this innate ability to, to know what the audience needs at that moment. And when we can deliver that, Um, there's nothing better.
0: We all know that research is part of the decision-making process in radio, and we rely on it quite uh, a lot. And with the amount of data floating around and digging deep into into data, what has happened to CUME and TSL? I know know that a lot of uh, stations or a lot of research projects haven't been able to get out into the field, so there's like a lag in the research, but what have you seen in the short term, in terms of QM and TSL?
1: Well, I think, you know, speaking maybe particularly of the United States, where they've still been using the portable people meter uh, every day to obtain listening data, what we initially saw when the lockdown occurred in late March, when people stayed home and locked in for several weeks or a month and were no longer going to work and commuting, um, we saw the REACH plummet and the TSL plummet even more. Um, But just some numbers I saw last week from late May and June that um, we've been on a course correction since probably late April where we're seeing the REACH creep up, getting pretty close to the numbers it had before and also seeing the time spent listening starting to increase. So from a listening standpoint, from what we can see, and we've seen this in some other countries' data as well, as far as listening goes, the worst is behind us and, and better days are ahead. And we're getting closer in some markets to where we were before. And Kevin, what's it been like in Kenya in terms of TSL and Q?
2: Well, I, 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 from a personal point of view, it's actually been quite good as far as our audience is concerned. Um, I, I saw some data uh, uh, a few weeks ago, sorry, a couple of weeks ago. Um the the, the where our our queue over the last six months has grown by seven hundred and twenty four thousand which which is fantastic and, and it's, it's uh, over the last mm. three months. Absolutely. Uh, and and um it, it's grown it's grown quite big over the last three months. Um, so so the majority the bulk of the audience has actually come in, in the, over the last 3 months uh, which is great news for us and and you look at other radio stations which are set in, in the same competing market and they've lost audience now i i can only i can only i can only assume because we don't have any attitudinal sur- uh, surveys on this i can only assume that what we've been doing has really has really touched the people of kenya um that's the that's the only thing that we can that, that we can derive from that
0: Okay, I just got a, a comment here from one of our our delegates, Metro Mundler, saying, One of the things that's troubling for me, at least, the media outlets seem to have uh, suddenly awakened or reminded, been reminded of their cheap responsibilities to inform, educate, and empower and conscientize. Um, what have they been doing all this time? I ask. Short changing the audience? I hope not. I think, uh, and that's got to do with basically, uh, I think, a question between commercial radio. Community radio and state run radio, because you all have have different mandates. I mean, what have, in in Kenya, what have the state and the community stations been doing as opposed to the commercial stations?
2: Well, I think, the, I think that t- to be honest, I think they've been doing a lot of, of, of what we've been doing, really, in terms of, in terms of uh, public service announcements. Um, the government issued a, a directive at the beginning of this crisis for, that every radio station has to put out uh, this pre-recorded message. Uh, we actually refused to put it out because it was so dire. We, 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 we actually uh, did it ourselves. So we actually put our own message out. It was the same message, but we put our own message out. Um, and which they didn't particularly care for, but uh, but you know we're talking to eighty to twenty four year olds here. Um, they, they they don't want they don't want a, 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 an either an old gentleman or an old lady to, telling you what to do. Um, so we put it out in a, in a quite a funky way, um, and it was the right thing to do. It was the right thing to do. Um, our radio station has always been an educational uh, uh, format for. Um, uh, for, for the eighteen to twenty-four market, but again, you do it in the type of way that an eighteen to twenty-four year old wants it. You know, you don't put it in—you don't put it in, a, in an old-fashioned way. You have to put it in, in the way in, in the sort of speak that they understand.
0: Kevin, in the United States, you don't have state broadcast, broadcasters like you do in Africa, or. You guys have got PBS and NPR. And, and one of the interesting thing on, on NPR is that it's, it's got one of the highest uptakes of young listeners. And I mean, NPR do some serious, serious stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they, they do. Absolutely. Um, but but as I say, you know, we, we, we have to we have to remain as far as our radio station is concerned, as far as energy is concerned. And also uh, as, as far as um, our new radio station choice is concerned. We have to talk to the people. We have to talk to the people. That, to, with the way that they understand. You know, um, I, I think sometimes they go a little bit, to, the other radio stations go a little bit too serious with it, but we do it in, 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 in a fun and uh, educational way.
0: Ken, in, in in your area in the United States, there are stations that are supported by the community with financial donations. Um, and then you've got the NPR-like network. Uh, and we've seen a, a lot of growth in audiences in NPR, which isn't a strictly a commercial
1: Uh, Focus. Oh, that's true. Um, Well, NPR is the biggest public broadcaster in the United States. Uh, Their average share is probably around 10%, which compared to, you know, BBC network in the UK, it's just a very small percentage. Um, You know, they take a different tack than the commercial news and speech stations, um, perhaps because they don't have the inventory, right? They're not playing any ads. It's all uh, sponsorships and sponsorship messages that they do. But to be different than the commercial stations, they tend to be much more in-depth in their news stories. Uh, there's not the news wheel and repeating the same stories every 20 to 30 minutes. Um, they will often go into a story for four or five minutes, and they're fantastic storytellers. And it makes for some very interesting content and an alternative to what the commercial broadcasters provide.
0: And this is least my last question around... Uh, long-form and short-form programming. I mean, a lot of the stuff we do on air is live, but podcasting has become a major part of, of our ecosystem. And podcasts do take a bit more time in terms of production thinking, uh, you know, inputs. Uh, Ken, where do you see the podcasting mar- market going? I mean, there there's, there's, there's pr- projections that it's going to be a $1.4 billion business in America soon. And, uh, well, and they do attract
1: a different audience. Right. Based on my my own personal use of podcasts over the past year, it's increasing. Um, does that mirror what's happening uh, in the nationwide statistics? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I mean, there, I've read somewhere recently there's a million different podcasts now out there. Of mm-hmm. course, there's the Joe Rogans that uh, have significant listenership daily. And there's others where the long tail effects comes into place where there's a lot of podcasts. They may have very few listeners. Um, it's an easy entry point. Anybody can do a podcast about anything at any time and, and get it out there. Whether people listen it is a whole nother matter. But to your question, is it going to grow? Yes, absolutely. Will advertising grow with it? Yes.
0: Well, this morning, radio lost me for two hours because I was listening to podcasts for two hours this morning. Well, I, I, Kevin. As,
2: I, as, as most of you will know, you know, there's, there's now a radio station in, in London uh, on, mm. on, and also on DAB across the country. It's, it, it's, it, it, all it does is podcasts. It's all it does. It's called Podcast Radio. That's all it does. Uh, and as I said earlier, you know, we're developing a, a podcast FM station here um, uh, uh, with music. So, uh, so it's, it, I think it's the future.
0: Look, I, before we close off, I sort of talk about the political and socioeconomic uh, things. I mean, I spoke to Ken yesterday and we were talking about the polarization in America on TV, watching, you know, CNN versus uh, Fox. And it's like two different countries. And, and in South Africa, we, we have the same thing. And probably in Kenya as well. You know, it's like that blue pool, red pool thing. I'll be taking the blue pool, the red pool. And uh, we all know it's a good and a bad thing. Ken, what's your opinion around this divisive polarization around the pandemic and how does radio play, play into that?
1: Right. Well, I, mean, I think we talk about Fox and CNN, they're commercial enterprises. Um, so it's all about ratings and selling advertising for the highest price. Right. So we want the highest numbers just like radio does. So they have found that taking sides and, and motivates, motivating either the, the left or the right side of the base is what brings them numbers that they can monetize in a bigger way. Me personally, I, I crave some place where I can get real information. I, I wish we had something as significant here as the BBC that is more about delivering information and facts and, and letting you decide. And that's where I find myself is trying to Disseminate what's real and what's not with all this news clutter that's out there every day, uh, and a lot of it, again, highly charged and, and motivated to get a reaction from people and get them fired up. Also, being an election year, uh, it always goes into overdrive. And Now, being less than four months away from that, um, it is in complete and total overdrive. Uh, as far as radio goes, again, I think it comes back to the radio station brand, and the expectation and what they deliver. If you're a conservative uh, speech radio station in the United States, um, that's your lane. That's what people come to you for. They're coming for Rush Limbaugh or Sean Hannity in their conservative viewpoint. And, and therefore, you know, if you're going to have a liberal leaning newscast, it just doesn't work. You've got to stay on the right side of the road in that case and do the opposite if you are a left leaning radio station.
0: Well, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the elections in, in, in November, because there's so much noise. Uh, it, it makes you wonder how people are going to make up their minds around this. Kevin, what's it like being in, in Kenya? Has politics and the socioeconomic uh, like situation, uh, I know Kenya went through a, a pretty uh, difficult period four or
2: five years ago. Um, what's it been like in Kenya? Well, I, I, I don't know. And I mentioned this earlier, but um, I mean, we, we have a we have a curfew here, um, and when the curfew hap- when the curfew started, there was a huge amount of beatings, uh, and also uh, what, what one or two people lost their lives as well. A thirteen year old boy lost his life on his own balcony, uh, where a stray bullet had, had shot him uh, and killed him. And and apparently there's more people who have actually lost their lives in Kenya uh, through police brutality uh, than they have during the coronavirus um, or or from the coronavirus, um, which is a, a, a pretty awful fact. Um, so, so the government came uh, has, come, has come under uh, an enormous amount of pressure to sort it out with police brutality, um, and, and and the police are are, are indeed brutal here. Um, if you're out and about without, a, as I said earlier, without a mask, they will charge you. You know, you you are fined, uh, you are fined twenty thousand shillings, which is about twenty quid. Um, so you know, it's it's it, 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 it's 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 quite it's quite it's quite bad. It is quite bad. But a lot of people, you know, a lot of people are taking. Uh, taking this coronavirus quite lightly as well. You see so many people uh, up until the point that you had to wear a mask. Not wearing masks, not caring, shaking hands. Um, and and the, the, the the president went onto uh, the television and said, "Look, you know, if, if this is your uh, if this is how you're going to act, we'll make sure that you don't act like this." So uh, the, the brutality is it, it can be quite a, um, the, the 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 stick can be used a few times, shall we say, uh, on, on people, which is a real shame. And there's lots of footage of people being uh, being abused by the police, which is a real shame.
0: Well, Ken Benson, owner and uh, of P1 Media, thanks for joining us so early on the East Coast. Kevin Bellywood, Head of Programs at Energy Radio in Nairobi, Kenya, thanks for joining us. Um, Neil, also, thank thanks, for, and thanks to all our, our delegates who joined us on online today. Don't forget that tomorrow is session three and that's Local Voices, Community Radio and South Africa, presented by Rafael Bukat Banyani. Her contributors will be Jean-Luc Mutsami from Mauritius, Tabang Pusu Abone from NCRF, that's the National Community Radio Forum in the Northern Cape, as well as the Wits Radio Academy Director, Franz Kruger. All these sessions start at 2 o'clock daily. We do uh, encourage you to go to the websites or to the social media pages to see the upcoming sessions. There's a session every day, Monday to Friday, right through to the end of July. Um, Thanks again to Ken and to Kevin and to our local sponsors. Thanks very much. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thank Thank
0: you, you. Dale. That was a Radio Days Africa podcast brought to you by the VIX Radio Academy.